Welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast, your source for all things running and travel in super fun destinations around the world. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell and Natalie Mitchell. Welcome to episode 27. And this week, we are so happy to welcome the women of Angel City Elite, Sabrina De La Cruz, Grace Gonzalez, Andrea Guerra, Grace Zamudio, and Valerie Sanchez are the five women that are the founding members of this amazing elite team sponsored by Brooks Running. In this conversation, we talk about how Angel City Elite was formed and each woman gives us an overview of her running journey. Then we dive into what it's like living and training in the sunny metropolis of LA. We're finally doing our hometown, you guys. We are so excited about this. They give us their recommendations for their favorite running routes, dining options, their favorite races in each of their respective areas of the great city of Los Angeles. This episode is sponsored by Inside Tracker. I love Inside Tracker because as an athlete that wants to perform at my very best, it's critical to know what's going on from the inside, and that's what Inside Tracker provides. They make it so easy, you guys, to just go and get a blood test, and then they put together a detailed analysis of exactly what's going on inside your body and what you need to do to improve. Many times, this is the missing piece of information that so many athletes need to enhance their performance. We take the time to train hard nearly every single day, so it's smart to uncover the details of your body's internal needs. Inside Tracker provides you with a concrete, science-backed, trackable action plan for reaching your performance goals and being your healthy best. Inside Tracker is offering Sweet Run listeners 25% off the entire store. All you have to do is go to insidetracker.com slash sweetrun and get started on changing the way you see the inside of your body. And now, friends, please enjoy our conversation with the women of Angel City Elite. I am so excited to welcome the women of Angel City Elite to the Sweet Run podcast. I could go on and on about when I first heard about this group forming, I immediately was thinking, I want to have these women on the show, and I'm so happy we made it happen. So I would like to welcome Sabrina De La Cruz, Andrea Guerra, Grace Gonzalez, and Grace Zamudio to the Sweet Run podcast. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you. Hi. So this for me is an excellent way to kind of come home because I was always like, look, LA is like Southern California. Everybody comes here and we've been everywhere else, literally around the world. So I couldn't think of a better way to uh, come home is to have the Angel City Elite join us. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yes. Big shout out to Brooks Running, who I love. I'm an ambassador for Brooks, and I'm just super excited that they are sponsoring you, ladies. And we'll just jump right into it. I want to um, have one of you kind of start us off and tell us about the group and how you know each other and how you have formed this awesome team. Um, so we all known each other through running. And we all like loved, like I felt like we all supported each other. We were friends prior. 
And I think this group formed because we did, we all saw like the lack of representation and the lack of diversity. And three of two of the women here, um, Andrea and Gigi, which is Grace Gonzalez, um, they both qualified to the trials. As we all saw, you know, there was, um, you know, 1% Black, 1% Asian, and there was only 5% other. And we realized that, you know, we need to make change. And we, we knew that it couldn't just be one of us, that it had to be a team. It had to be, you know, people who are um, diverse, who wants to amplify other people's voices, but not, not only other people's voices, but also ourselves. And then we all like consulted and we, then we then created this team. So then we all did the vision, the mission statement together. We contacted sponsors. I felt like all of us were like leaders and all of us were pretty much like brainstorming with each other and how we could make this sport better. So that's how um, Angel City Elite started. And now we're now sponsored and we're just excited uh, to get this on board and moving forward. And how long have you all been together as a group? Well, we started like in the summer and spring, as in like collaborating, brainstorming, but we launched just recently, which was what, like two weeks ago, but all the planning and everything started like in the spring or summer, like at the start of summer. And we started and we um, started um, Angel City Elite. We all wanted to um, collaborate and really wanted to like, you know, make this team like, no. Um, So yeah, we're, we're really excited. So everyone listening, that is Sabrina Lopez that's talking right now. And Sabrina, I have been following you for quite some time. I have really enjoyed your journey. And I I know I've seen you at some races from afar, way up at the front, (laughs) running super fast. So... So yeah, and and it's neat because, um, you know, I think so many people know you because of you and your twin sister, Regina, running together and running so fast. So let's just start with your story really um, quickly. Will you tell us a little bit about your running journey? Okay, so um, I started running in high school. Um, I started running because I saw a woman who looked like me and who had also the same nationality. And that's what really inspired me to start running. Um, And then from there, um, I was okay in running, but then I realized that whatever I I, um, did, like as in like sleeping well, eating healthy, you know, just doing work on myself that I could get, you know, what I put into it. So during high school, I won state champion for high school. And then I um, received a full scholarship to Oregon State right after that. It was hard and difficult transferring to Oregon State just because I'm, I'm very close to my family and <laughs> LA and California is just, um, it's really warm here. So it was just really hard because I got like that seasonal depression when I went to Oregon. So I still, I went there for two years and then I came back here and I went to Cal State LA um, and I graduated there. During college and post-collegially, I've always had this vision of qualifying to the trials. And that was really like a high belief and something that I really wanted to do. Uh, my grandfather, he, um, my grandparents were both born at Guadalajara, Mexico. And my grandfather, um, he was a weight champion there. So growing up, he's, he's always like inspired me to like eat healthy, but not only eating healthy, sometimes he would tell me, you need a hamburger. <laughs> you need to eat, um, you know, some type of greasy food. Because I think at that time I was also dealing with um, 
um, eating, eating disorders. And I think that's what he noticed. So he always told me to eat more and et cetera. And then after um, 2017, he passed away. And I remember um, speaking to him, well, it's not like he, he passed away, but during his um, funeral ceremony, I promised him that day that I was gonna qualify to the trials. Um, so I worked hard. I really believed in myself. I would say mantras every day. Um, and then I qualified. Um, and that was huge. That was huge for me. That was huge for my, my family. And I'm sure it was huge for also my um, community as well. And yeah, that, that's pretty much my story about the trials. Um, and then since then, um, again, my, my passion is to still qualify to the trials. And of course, PR and like the full marathon, the half marathon, and just uh, give, uh, you know, just be, um, you know, just be like, uh, and also like not only running fast, I also want to inspire others as well along the way. Because um, I feel like the younger generation, especially like from my culture, um, feel like they need people who also inspire them. So then they could see and know that they could also do it too. Okay. Um, I'm trying to hold myself back from crying. Because <laughs> I, I, see, too. I was going to cry too, yeah. but I held it back. <laughs> I see you tearing up and, and, and just the emotion of hearing your story and how much your grandfather meant to you. And just, I, it's, it, that's a beautiful story. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And, and that's why I, you know, one of the reasons why I got so excited about this is because we need more women of color that are running at a high level in this sport that are, it's going to lift and, and, and inspire the next generation. And, and you ladies are, are doing it. So just kudos to you. And, um, Sabrina, I love your story. Um, you know, you had a really, um, I was reading that you had your first marathon or you ran your first marathon in 2016. So it wasn't that long ago and you had a really fast debut 252. I mean, so you clearly have natural talent. Um, will you just tell us what that first marathon was like for you? Did you expect to run that fast? Um, actually was coached by another coach at that time. And I didn't think that I was going to train for a marathon until like maybe a month prior. Um, so we uh, trained for a month. And honestly, I didn't think that I was going to run well. Um, but I think 252 is pretty good for being my first marathon and training for a marathon for only a month prior. Um, but I did not practice fluid. I did not know the importance of that until, again, I, um, you know, I understand. I, I understood the importance of that. Um, so that's why, again, I wanted to try again the, the, um, in um, 2017. Wow. That's yeah. 252 is definitely a very fast debut marathon. Thank you, Sabrina, for telling us a little bit about your story. Um, let's move over to Andrea. I'm, I'm so happy to meet you, Andrea. And will you kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your running journey? Yeah, um, so I started running a little bit younger than Sabrina did. Um, I actually started running when I was in uh, middle school. I was in junior high. So I was a soccer player, like, since I was really young. So a lot of soccer players turn into runners because it's an easy tr transition. Um, so I started running in seventh grade. And the reason why I started running was because 
the the junior high mile like the seventh grade mile um I was already running like pretty fast I think I was running like seven minute miles already so my PE teacher was like you need to go out for the cross-country team so that's what I did um I went out for the cross-country team and that's kind of where it all started um I went from running in seventh and eighth grade and then I was still really passionate about soccer. That was like my main sport. Like I loved soccer. Um, but when I went into high school and I started running in high school, I really enjoyed like the environment that cross country, you know, it's just different. Um, soccer, it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a team sport, but I don't know, just something about running. Um, I just loved the environment. Everyone was, you know, a family. So I started focusing throughout high school. Like I slowly started shifting like to just running. I was still playing soccer, but I just focused more on my running. Um, so then I ended up transferring to a community college. And the reason I went to a community college was because I remember when, um, uh, I don't know, there was a, a coach that came to our school um, to talk about the team. And I remember he was passing out the pamphlets for the team. Um, and I noticed that there was like two Latinos on like the, like the cover of the, of the pamphlet. And it was like the two state champions. Um, and they were both, I, I knew they were Mexican. I, they ended up being Mexican and they were both like the state champion for the community college um, that I ended up going to, but I remember I saw that and I was like, a Mexican won the state champion. Um, and it was a, a, me, a girl and a guy that ended up winning and from the same school. And I was like, I want to go to that school. I had no idea like that, what community college and like a four year was, but that was like the main reason that I ended up going to this school and the school's Orange Coast College. Um, and when I was there, we, we ended up winning state as well. It was a really good school. But that was one of the main reasons why I ended up going to that school. So I ran there for two years um, and I just wanted to continue to get better. Um, so, you know, I, <clears throat> I trained and I ended up um, transferring all the way to Charlotte, North Carolina. So I went to school there. Um, I went to Queens University um, and I was there for about three years and then when I graduated, I told myself that I wanted to qualify for the Olympic trials. I don't know where I got that idea from so like soon, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to qualify for the Olympic trials. So after I um, graduated, that was kind of like my whole goal. But I knew I wasn't ready to jump to a marathon just yet. So I focused on the track for about two years. And then when the Olympic trials here in L.A., back in 2016 when they were here I went to go watch and I was so inspired by all the women there and I told myself I was like you're going to be there in four years um so <clears throat> that's what happened I just trained um I trained uh I, for the most part I was doing a lot of solo running I was doing a lot of um just running on my own uh, but then I joined the team and that's where I met Grace Zumudio uh, and we were on the team together and yeah, it just kind of 
you know, I went from Zolo to being like on the team, but I was still solo. And I pretty much ended up, uh, oh no. The reason why I was like, okay, I can do this. I can qualify for the trials was when Sabrina back in 2017, she qualified. And I was like, oh, and she was on my team too. So um, I was like, I'm like, I'm pretty like, Sabrina has been faster than me, but not like way ahead of me. So I was like, if Sabrina can qualify for the trials, like I can qualify for the trials. So then that's kind of why, where it happened. I just kept training and I ended up qualifying uh, Houston with one uh, failed attempt at CIM six weeks earlier. <laughs> when did it really finally click as you're running? Like, when did you realize I'm going to get the OTQ? About mile 20, uh, because that's when, like, I was like waiting for it. Like, everyone's like, that's when it hurts that's gonna that's when it starts really hurting and I hit mile 20 and I already had like a certain time that I knew that I had to be at at mile 20 and I was way ahead of it so and I felt good and that just gave me so much confidence and I was like it's happening so yeah right like when I looked at the watch at mile 20 the way I felt and looking at the time I was like I got this so yeah what was that feeling like when you crossed the finish line? I mean, how did you feel in that moment? Um, I was, obviously I was really, really happy. Um, it, it was just like redemption for me because I was so, um, I was just so sad after CIM. Um, it, I was like, I felt horrible. Um, just because I trained, I knew, I knew it was in me, like all my workouts, you know, showed that I was able to do this. And the fact that I dropped out, uh, I was just so sad, but coming back to Houston and like doing it, I was super stoked and excited. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a cool moment that that's really neat. Um, Okay, so we have two ladies named Grace. Let's start with Grace Zamudio. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Grace, tell us a little bit about your running journey. I do have a Team USA, <laughs> yes. which I got just before the um, shutdown. It was literally like two weeks before I competed at the um, 2020 Pan Am uh, Cross Country Club Championship. Um and I qualified for that race at the USATF Cross Country Championships a month prior to that in January, where I placed fifth. So that's, awesome. that's my in on this team <laughs> with well, these amazing runners. <laughs> you are amazing. And that is quite an accomplishment. So congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. But um, what Andrea shared, like, um, like the OTQ feeling, like I'm going after it. That's my goal for the next four years. And I'm lucky to have these women to like be so inspired by just like listening to your stories right now. I'm like, yes, like I want to race already. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but a little bit about my story. Um, so I started running quite early as well. Um, I was like 10 years old. Uh, my dad signed us up for like a community 5k. And I, at that point I had like never won anything in my life. And I remember <laughs> 
we did this 5k together and like I had no idea how long a 5k was but the gun went off and I just shot to the front like I was gonna win the thing and like that like minute minute and a half of like running and like being ahead of all these people I just got like such a high off that of just like being 10 and like feeling so awesome (laughs) but then um like 25 minutes went on (laughs) and the race never ended. And I ended up finishing with my dad. And I don't know, I always look back on that because it kind of set me up for the rest for like the next 10 years or so, because I was always kind of chasing that competitive edge. Because with that race, I actually was announced the age group winner. And at that time, I'd never won anything. So I was like, oh my goodness, like I just did this really hard thing. And I got my first like age group thing. Like this is so awesome. But then like 10 minutes later, they actually did a recount and it turns out I came in second. And so I had to return my medal (laughs) to the original winner. (laughs) And I was like, dang it. But I, it just like, I don't know, running was so fun. Like just that competitiveness and then being able to share that with my family and like doing it outside with the community. Like, I just love that. So it was shortly after that, that my parents got me involved in a a youth running program. And um, I did that for 10 up until through middle school. And then I continued running through high school. Um, High school was a little bit challenging for me just because I, um, I was in a really competitive league. Um, We were in the same high school league as Saugus and they were like number one in the nation at the time. And so it was really hard to compete and make it past league and like compete at state. Um, So I never went super far like um, to like a regional meet or state meet. I don't know. So when I graduated high school, like I I wasn't 100 percent sure whether or not to continue through college, but um, I met this awesome girl from a a neighboring school, um, Canyon High School, and she um, encouraged me to go out for a community college team at Glendale Community. Um, They were really a well-known training group or training team there. They were like, sorry, Andrea, number one in the state for cross country. (laughs) Um, We were competitors with OCC Andrea's team. And um, we won when I was there. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, GCC, like um, the leadership from the, the women um, a year, two years above me, like really got me through and like the program just whipped me into shape. And I, that's where I saw like my most like gains. And I ended up transferring with a full scholarship to Loyola Marymount university um, which is Marina Del Rey area and um, where I competed at the D1 level and also got to compete and run with an amazing team there. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful for my college experience. Um, sometimes I wish I could, could have gone on forever. Um, exiting college, I, I was a little lost again, like, okay, what are my next goals? Um, but that's when I connected with Andrea Sabrina and a couple of other local women in the area and just saw that they were still competitive and doing these like awesome races and doing these amazing things. And I was like, I want to do that. And the one thing that stuck out to me about these women is like, I don't even remember how we, it's so easy to meet people in the running community. Like you just have to like 
say hi and then it's like oh you're already friends like Andrea it was I think we said hi once in a meet and then like the next week we're already planning like a run together and like joining a team like a month later like it it just falls into place so seamlessly um but yeah so um during post-college um I lowered all my PRs which was really awesome um and then I kind of came to this crossroads of okay like now what? And um, I think that's when the OTQ um, dream came alive for me. Um, of course, like COVID kind of put a stunt in those plans. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping this year to make my debut by the end of the year. Awesome. Okay. I want to say, first of all, so we have a 10 year old daughter and if she w- would have won a medal, um, she would have ran off with it. And if they would have said, you have to give it back, <laughs> you didn't really win. <laughs> <laughs> she would have ran off and like, I'm not giving it back. So I give you much props. <laughs> it, it's funny though, because the girl who actually did win, like she was in the youth program and we laughed. We're like, wait, you were that girl? <laughs> like, it's just funny because like, when you're younger, like you're trying to like find your sport. And I tried so many things and nothing really stuck. So I'm really grateful running did, um, even with that start. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was just going to say that, like, I feel what you're saying because I ran, you know, here in California in high school and in college. And honestly, like for, for the high school level, California is one of the toughest places to make it to the state meet and to do really well. I mean, honestly, if you can run well in California, you can run well anywhere. The girls here are just, there's just a lot of natural talent, but like, it is so competitive. Yeah. And like, yeah, when you're in that like bubble, you, you don't really realize like, oh no, like you can still have these, you don't have to be the best to like still keep running. I don't know. I just, my priorities were not aligned in high school at all. So I'm glad that they like fell in line in college because it it really like changed my life so much for the better. Yeah. No, I love hearing about your story. Thank you, Grace, for sharing that. And we have another lady, another Grace, Grace Gonzalez. We're so happy to to have you close us out with your running journey. Will you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah, uh, I started very young. I want to say my first running experiences were around five, six years old. Um, my, I'm the youngest of four, and all of my siblings are, are male boys. Um, and they always, I always looked up to them, and I always did what they did. Um, and running was one of them. And part of that is because my dad is a legacy runner for the LA Marathon. So he's done all of the marathons since the start of of the LA Marathon. So for us, going to the LA Marathon was a yearly tradition, a family event um, that we would do together. So I was around the marathon all the time, but I really didn't understand it. I just knew my dad was training for it. Okay, let's go run to my grandma's five miles away, get picked up. Or let's, for the long runs, let's go run 18 miles to my other grandma's house, my abuelita's house in La Fuente. And it it was just like an adventure. Like, let's go through the mountains. Let's go. Like, it was a day adventure. Um, That was always fun to do, whether it was like riding the bikes or when, once we were old enough going to run with him. So my first marathon was actually in fourth grade. Um, (laughs) Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Back up, back up, Grace. Your first marathon was in the fourth grade. 
That's amazing. Okay, tell us about that. That's crazy. So being, it was something that we always looked up to um, every year alongside my dad's training every year. It wasn't, it wasn't anything big for us. Like it was just, okay, yeah, let's just do it. And we'd run. Um, Running was also part of my life in regards to my culture and prayer runs. Um, We would run and do different ceremonies related around running. Um, So it was just like a way of life. To me, running wasn't anything competitive. It was just a way of life, a balance. It was um, uniting with the environment and the culture community. When it came to prayer runs, it brought me across different um, other indigenous groups and culture that I identified with. It was just life. It wasn't anything competitive. So doing the LA Marathon, like it, it didn't, it didn't hit me. And even then, I don't think it hit me at all. Maybe until high school. Um, we did youth, we did running for youth, but it was just something we enjoyed. Uh, and we always didn't, like I said, my brothers did it. So I was like, okay, we could do it. Um, or like I could do it, me and my the middle brother. And then in high school, um, yeah, I don't remember the fourth grade marathon. I just know we did it every year, fourth, fifth, all the way up until high school when some of my coaches were like, that's probably not the smartest thing to do when you're training for cross country track. <laughs> um, so Sometimes they'd be like, eh, I don't know if that's what you want to do. Um, and we'd have to kind of play around with it. But me, which is kind of funny because it's a pattern. If I want to do something, like I'm going to make it work. Grace, Andrea, and Sabrina, when you were at the Olympic trials, did you, you guys all knew each other? You ladies knew each other at this point? And were, did you start the race together or have any interactions together on that day? Yeah. <laughs> well, Grace and I, well, all of us, we all get coached by the same person. So we did a lot of runs before, but Grace and I, um, you know, we trained a lot together before the trials. So then we started together because, yeah. Yeah. And then I, at the start line, we saw Sabrina and we saw Val. We, we literally all started together. And I remember even thinking like, it was so nice to start with them because we trained together prior to this, seeing each other's stories and working together and being able to be there at the start line. It was just like a feeling like we're here. Okay, let's go. Let's I remember we all gave each other a hug um, at the start line. And yeah. Yeah. And then for me, I was injured from October to the trials. And I started training I think, like three weeks or four weeks prior because I had a foot injury. So just seeing Andrea, Grace, my sister, Valerie, and people that I knew, like it just, uh, it was very helpful for me. I didn't know I was going to finish and complete the race, but I'm glad I did. But um, I kept my eyes on Andrea and Grace the whole way, even though they were like way over there. But I'm glad I completed today. Again, it was, it was, it was painful, but again, I wanted to, you know, finish. Absolutely. You know, What comes to mind right now is what a historic moment. And you talk about representation. So the, you know, little girls of color, little Latina girls are looking up to you ladies right now. And this team that you have formed is amazing. It is amazing. And I think, you know, that's why everyone is so excited. Um, what you're doing is going to change the face of running for so many little girls and high school girls are going to look up to you. Um, I, I have no words. I think it's amazing. So I, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Um, 
to see your journey and, uh, and go LA. Isn't this the best conversation? We wanted to take a quick little break to thank our sponsor, Inside Tracker. This morning, I woke up at the crack of dawn and someone came to my house to take blood. It was so great. I didn't have to leave. I was in my pajamas. They came in and 10 minutes later, they were gone. And so I can't wait to get the results back and I'll definitely be sharing them with you guys. Don't forget to take advantage of this great offer of 25% off with the code SWEETRUN so that you can also find out what's going on inside your body and become a better athlete. All right, friends, let's get back to our great conversation with the women of Angel City Elite. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now we got to dive into LA. We yes. got to talk about Los Angeles. Speaking of LA, when people say LA, it's a big thing, right? To say LA, because I remember, you know, a guy told me once, he goes, I'm not going to tell you where I'm from because you'll never have heard it. I'm just from LA, right? Could you each tell us where, what LA or Southern California is home for you? Where, where's home for you? Yes. <laughs> I'll just wait. Um, I live in Alhambra, um, but it's basically like near everywhere, I feel like, because um, I'm near Pasadena, South Pasadena, Arcadia. So I feel like I'm running all over the place um, just because I'm a few miles everywhere. But yeah, Alhambra, pretty much. <laughs> okay. But everything's so close, so. And Andrea? Um, so I'm actually from Orange County. Um, I'm from Anaheim. That's right. Okay, so yeah. Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> right, <there laughs> the go. place where everybody <laughs> wants to go when you're in LA. Yes. <laughs> Magical <Yeah>. land. <laughs> and Grace Zamudio. Yeah, I'm... I'm up in the north. I'm in Santa Clarita, right next to um, Magic Mountain, which is the thrill <laughs> capital of the world. That's right. <laughs> if anyone is interested. <laughs> and um, yeah, the set of um, various TV shows, Santa Clarita Diet, Weeds. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. I think yeah. CSI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty up there. And Gigi? I am in Chino, Inland Empire, which um, I feel resembles kind of my actual location and place because I'm always all over the place and I can be IE, you know, they say you can go to the beach, you can go to LA, you can go to the mountains. Um, so I'm in Chino. So Sabrina, where's your favorite place to run? If someone comes to LA, they're going to Alhambra, where are you going to send us on? Uh, I would say Griffith Park, even though it's 15 minutes away from me, Griffith Park. That's like my go-to. There's mountains, there's road, there's everything there. So there. Good choice. It's beautiful there. Any, any particular uh, entry point that you like? Do you like starting on the, the Burbank side or the yeah Los Feliz side, I guess? Los Feliz side. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's near the ponies. Am I right, ladies? Yeah, ponies. <laughs> Good yeah, pony area. So yeah, Los Feliz. Yeah, I love it there. Yep. Um, Andrea, what about you? Where should we, if we come down to the Disneyland area, would you send us on a run where? Probably not in this area, honestly. Um, <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing around me. I, I hate running from my house because you're just running on the streets and you're trying to dodge all these tourists and it's very annoying. Um, but I don't do a lot of my running in Anaheim. I work in Hunt Beach, so I spend most of my time in at the beach. 
Um, so most of my runs are on the bike path in Huntington Beach. And it's repetitive, but I love running there. Um, but if I were to choose, I probably would do the back bay in Newport Beach. So for anyone in Orange County, um, it connects to, I think it's the San Diego like riverbed or something like that. Um, but yeah, it, you're just along the like the wetlands in Newport Beach. It's pretty. That yes. is a pretty place. I know exactly where you're talking about. It's one of my favorite places too. I don't get down to, down to Newport very often, but the times that I do, that's that is definitely my favorite. I love that. Um, uh, Grace Samudio, if we're coming to Santa Clarita, where should we run near Magic Mountain? Or I have to keep my kids away from it, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so Santa Clarita is pretty cool. We actually have like over, I think, like close to 30 miles of like just bike paths that run through the city. So um, wherever you are in the city, it's you can't be that far from like an entry to a bike path. And once you're on there, like you could just keep going forever, <laughs> technically. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would recommend the bike pass there. Um, we're also um, in a valley surrounded by like awesome mountain ranges. I was trying to look up what exactly they're called, but I have no clue, but I'm going to assume they're part of the Los Angeles mountains somehow, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of like the LA trails. Like I'll drive out to Griffith park to run a trail there. Or like most recently I've been exploring the Topanga state park. Um, so yeah, come to LA to run trails. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because yeah. so many people think concrete jungle freeways, no. you know, I'm like, there's so much open nature space in LA that, that I'm glad you're highlighting. Yeah. And you can run them 365 days of the year or maybe 360. I don't know. It rains like five, 10 days, but yeah. maybe not those days, but every other day you can have access to them, which is amazing. And yeah, I feel like people forget about them and it's like, no, they're right here. But I'm actually really happy with like, um, I think COVID kind of with everything being shut down, people just took to the trails and I, I hope that momentum continues because it's such a great way to stay fit and appreciate where you live more. Totally. I think we have some of the most beautiful trails in the, in the country, honestly. And Grace Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. I, my go-to in my area um, is Chino Hill State Park. And there are variations of that um, to do. Uh, there's also the end where you could hop on. Um, and then other than that, I kind of go out to different places. I meet uh, these ladies at Griffith Park, I go to the riverbed or the San Ana riverbed, um, anywhere there's a bike path where I could just be consistent. Um, I have my own loops around, but similar to Andrea, it's a lot of, a lot of cars and streets. Um, so I, I go towards the trails if I'm staying local, which is Chino Hill State. What was the terrain like out there? It is hilly. It is hilly. It's not so much flat. Um, I like to do, there's, and, the, and it's endless, I feel like, because there's a run you could do to go across from this side of, of I guess you could, I don't know what you would say, but you go from the Chino Hill side, you could go to the Corona side, and then that attaches to your Belinda, which is like Orange County. You could run from here and connect to like outside of Fullerton, Brea area. You have to coordinate a pickup and drop off if you're running through 
Um, but it's, it's a lot of hills and it's a fun adventure. Cool. And so for our next question, we always like to ask about food because every runner likes to eat after they run. And I'm going to give you ladies a little bit of latitude. I would love to hear where your favorite restaurant is (laughs) in your particular area. But if you have a restaurant anywhere in LA that you want to tell us about, go for it. All right, Sabrina, you're up. All right. Um, I like um, Charlie's Trio. It's located at Alhambra and I go there every Friday with my husband. Right now, addicted and love lasagna there with um, a side of vegetables. Um, and I can't get enough of it. <laughs> so date night every Friday, you'll see us there. Um, and another place too, I also, we love um, going, um, it's in Pasadena, it's called Gus's Barbecue. I love barbecue. They have every type of barbecue sauce there, mustard barbecue sauce, hot sauce, the hottest hot um, hot sauce um, barbecue sauce. Um, and the hamburgers there are amazing. And french fries are really good too. So those are my go-to spots. Sounds good. Okay, I have one quick question for you, Sabrina. So I noticed when you were at the Olympic trials, you were talking about your fiance. But now you're saying your husband. So wait, really quick, when did you guys get married? And congratulations. Oh, thank you. We got married in August. I'm glad that we're finally married and finally could call him my husband. Been- yes. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, um, Andrea, where, where do you love to, to have a meal in your town? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite place to go to is it's a uh, Italian restaurant. It's called Pizza de Oro. Um, they have really good pizza there. I love pizza. Um, they have really good spaghetti. I get that their pizza like once a week when I'm at work because their slices are like really big, uh, and it's only five bucks. <laughs> so I eat there like once a week, like by myself, or like they also have really good like family like combos like and it's really cheap and really good so pizza de oro now is that closer to huntington or is that in anaheim it's in hunt they have two locations one in huntington beach and the other one's in costa mesa yeah i don't spend a lot of time in anaheim Um, (laughs) well i I mean i do all my time is at downtown disney (laughs) um but yeah, like I, I love being at the beach, which is where I work and I spend a lot of my time at. And frankly, I wasn't going to be upset if you would have told me the best place to eat was in Disneyland because I've had some really great meals inside the park. <laughs> but, you know, the, unless you're going to the park, that's not, <laughs> that's not always the most convenient. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that I need to do. Like I need to eat more in the when I go into because I know a lot of people go to Disneyland just for the food (laughs) and I I haven't really like had any like food from there I only have like their snacks (laughs) yeah you have to try the bread bowl Ooh, yum the bread bowl can't go wrong I miss them (laughs) no COVID has taken so much away hopefully we can all get back to somewhat of a normal existence <laughs> um grace what about you where in santa clarita do you like to have a meal um okay well i wrote one down for santa clarita and la for santa clarita i put 
Don Cucos. So I know that there's a location in Burbank as well, but there's also one in Santa Creta. I'm not entirely sure if, I think it, they all, it was one family that started the Burbank one and then a family member split off and did the Santa Creta one. Anyways, they make a really great margarita. And so <laughs> normally like um, pre-COVID, my husband and I would go always on a Friday and we'd always forget that Friday is karaoke night. So we always like plan on this like date night um, with like margaritas to like catch up and talk, but then we get there and it's just like karaoke. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, I miss it, but I would say that's probably the best place in Santa Cruz for authentic Mexican food and a nice like margarita with fresh ingredients. Um, but for LA, I want to share that one too. Cause every year for my birthday, I go to Paradise Cove, which is closer to where you're at. It's in Malibu and it's this like, cafe on a private beach and you can like order what you want and that like validates your parking and then you can just hang out on the beach with your food and it's like so clean and like I don't know it's perfect place I wish I could spend like all my days there I love Paradise yeah. Cove it, it, it literally Me feels too. like you're like in Hawaii or something when you go there yeah it's like it's yeah. like being on vacation it's yeah that's a good one yeah awesome Grace Gonzalez, tell us. I, I, I'm always out and about, so I'm never in one place. I don't have anything near me. Um, thinking post runs, uh, a lot of time with these ladies and going to Griffith Park are some of my things that I look forward to. And we go to Los, uh, Los Feliz Cafe, which is around the corner from Griffith Park. And so it's always something um never miss like the chorizo burrito right after a long run company of these ladies and just like sitting around that's something I always look forward to and one of my like dinner other areas is Walewetsa, which is in LA uh, Oaxacan a lot of mole different moles and stuff and it's a very fun environment they always have entertainment um that's always one of my go-tos and then the other go-tos is in Alhambra um a small family run um, Chinese food place called Happy Family mm-hmm. and go there often to the point where they recognize me. They recognize family and they're like, okay, we got this. They already know, like, we know what we want. We're good. And we're, we're good. We're getting there and in and out. Um, so those are some of my, my places that I, I go to often. That's awesome. Okay. So in the interest of time, I'm going to start doubling up on our questions. Um, can you tell me, we'll start with you, Sabrina. Okay. Do you have a favorite running store and do you have a favorite hotel or place to recommend people to stay near you? Um, Okay. So um, my favorite, I guess like favorite place I could recommend someone as in like a running store would be run, run run with us is located in Pasadena and I've been going there for years since high school. Favorite um, hotel. And what else did I say? Running store. Running store. <laughs> okay, so I actually work for Roadrunner Sports. Um, so oh. that's an easy one. Okay. Runner. <laughs> um, yeah, so for a hotel, oh my gosh, uh, I feel like Anaheim has like a hundred hotels. So that's <laughs> kind of hard. And then and then our neighborhood is like our neighbors are like an Airbnb. Like every other house here is an Airbnb. So if you're looking to stay in Anaheim, I would suggest like an Airbnb or 
um i don't know disneyland hotel <laughs> california's yes. awesome yes yeah the, right. the grand california one yeah, yeah, is the- really nice inside i've been there a lot of times i haven't stayed there but it's really nice inside yes that the grand californian is so it yeah that's a beautiful um option i love it okay grace what about you in santa clarita Oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, same as Sabrina. Like, we have a nice Hyatt <laughs> that's close to the mall. <laughs> um, I, I think, like, if you're coming to, like, L.A., I mean, you probably wouldn't stay here unless you're going to Six Flags one day. But um, I, I think, like, the way to go is, like, an Airbnb. Like, an Airbnb in, like, Venice or Santa Monica would be so fun. Like, so close to um, Muscle Beach, Venice, and you can... I don't know. They have such like funky, like little like homes in Venice. It's such an artsy place. And I I don't know. I think that would be so fun. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's it. I totally agree with you. You can't go wrong with an Airbnb. That way you can have a car and you can go anywhere in the city you want to go. And then running store. Do you have a running store in Santa Clarita? Oh, running store. Um, Yeah, we have one. um, Runner's Lane. Um, the owner Flo, amazing. Um, I think she has a location here and in Palmdale. And they're great. Um, there's also um, Fleet Feet in Studio City. That's close to where I work. I've I bought in a few shoes from there too. And those are those are both really good, fun yeah. running stores. Yeah, awesome. Grace Gonzalez. Yeah, my local go-to running store is Fleet Feet in Rancho Cucamonga. Um, I've gone to them a few times um, for various things and they remember me and I remember them and we catch up and we chip chat on goals. Um, so that's kind of my go-to there. And then as far as recommendation, Ontario's next door. And that's the thing that comes to mind. I mean, there's the mall there, the airport's there. Um, I've had, I've known a lot of people who stood in the Ontario area and kind of similar, like you said, got a car and can go to the beach and go to LA. Um, Again, being IE, it kind of, you can go in a lot of different directions. Uh, yeah, so I would recommend that area. I don't have anything in. All right, so this is one of my favorites as well. Dessert, and we already know about great margaritas, but if you do, where could we have a good drink and where could we have um, a great dessert? Sabrina. Um, so, so I would recommend Houston's. They have really good desserts there. It's located in Pasadena. I don't know if you guys ever been there before. It's really yes, good. Yes, they have one in and Santa Monica. I love Monica. the chocolate. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I love their desserts. You know, kind of pricey. But, but, I mean, I'll go I'll, I'll go there like maybe twice a year, especially on my birthday. So I can get one for free. <laughs> That's awesome. Andrea, do you have a place for dessert or drink? Um. Does acai bowls count? Because <laughs> I have a really good acai bowl place that I love going to. Um, it's called Bonsai Bowl. Um, and they have them all over, like, in the beaches here, like um, Hunts Beach, Newport Beach, San Clemente, Laguna Beach. And, like, I have bon- I have acai bowls all the time. And, like, none of them are as good as those. So, really good place. Um and then we also have a salt and straw. I don't know if you've had a salt and straw, but we like going to downtown Disney and having that for ice cream. 
Okay, so I'm so glad you brought that up. That has been on my list. Okay, we are definitely taking our kids there. Salt and straw, you guys. It's Everyone's talking about it in LA. Okay, we're going to go to salt and straw. That's awesome. I've heard it's really good. Grace, what about you? Yeah. Um, Okay, I'm like a huge cookie person. I like for some reason, like I'm, I could say no to any dessert, but with cookies, I'm just like... (laughs) I can never say no. So there's this place called Diddy Reese. I'm sure you're familiar with it being <laughs> living on the West side. It's like yep. right outside UCLA. They're like, it's like 50 cents a cookie and you can get like a scoop of ice cream and like assemble your own like ice cream sandwich. And it's just the most brilliant business plan. It's so cheap right next to the college. There's always a line there, but it's always worth it. And I remember one of the last times I went there, like we were standing in line and I think it, it must have been a student. There was someone talking like, oh, yeah, they should really raise the price. Like, this line is ridiculous. And I was like, um, no, excuse me. Like, they can never raise the price of this <laughs> delicious dessert because <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, I think it's close to like maybe $4. I don't know. It's been a while, but I know it's cheap. And I know they don't raise the prices ever. Yeah, I think it's like three fifty for uh, the ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Two good sized cookies and a good water ice cream, a big scoop. Oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah. don't raise the prices because I'm like doing five at a time. So <laughs> yes, yeah. You have to say that very quietly, Dee Dee Reese. You are not hearing oh, sorry. this. You are not going to raise <laughs> the prices. If anybody follows me. It is like has been on my Insta story several times. We go, to, we've gone to Dee Dee Reese and like do uh, a whole video. I love that place. Same. Um, Grace, what about you? Yeah, my go-to um, dessert place in my area is La Michoacana, and there's a lot of them in in different places um, that you can find. I have noticed that all of the different locations are a little bit different in what they do sell. But that's one of my favorite things about there is like, if I'm feeling something spicy with chila, then I can do that. If I'm feeling something sweet, then I could go with that ice cream. Um, If I'm feeling candy, like they have that option. I said, some of the locations have different, offer different things, but I like the idea that, and sometimes I get all of it because why not? Um, But I like the options and I like the various flavors and, you know, you can, the, the options are just my kind of go-to thing. Um, and as far as for a drink, I'm a big um, brewery person. I go, if I can try places, I go to places, but in my local area, um, I and I brewery in Chino. Um, they usually have a, yeah, they, it's a brewery. They don't have um, food or anything, but they have various vendors who come and, and kind of sell for the food on the side. Um, go to do work there. I don't know if I'm the only person who works at a brewery. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. <laughs> I love it. Fun. Okay, ladies, we're going to wrap this up. So tell us what's your favorite race in LA? We'll start with Sabrina. Okay. Um, there's a 10K in the summer. It's, um, it's called Cypress 10K. That one's a fun one to like jumpstart like your training as in racing mode. And then there's another one that I look forward to, which is like in the, say like fall season. Um, I like doing Dana Point Turkey Trot. And that one's very, it's it's highly competitive. Um, and yeah, and, and um, a lot of women and men run really fast there. Um, so a lot of, uh, you know, people go there to compete. 
trying to think of another. There's another one in LA. I forgot what it's called. I'm sure one of the girls knows, but um, you get a, um, you win new race. If you win first place, you get to go out of the country and race. Do you know what girl? The global 5k. Yeah, that one. That one's a good one too. I believe it's like in June, July, I believe, or September. That's a good one too. If you want to like get free stay, flight, hotel and everything paid for, if you win first. Nice. Cool. All right. Andrea, what about you? I really like, I guess I like Surf City um, in Huntington Beach. Um, They have, so they have the Surf City half marathon, but they also, they started doing this race like two years ago where it's like at night. And that one was cool. That one was fun. Um, last year, so they've they started two years ago, and obviously last year it wasn't. They canceled it because of COVID. That's another one. It's like a five k, ten k, and then a ten miler, and it starts like in the evening. So that one was fun. Um, what else? I liked Long Beach Half. I know. I think Sabrina says she doesn't like it, but I like the Long Beach Half. It's it's a little hard, but I don't know. I just like I lived in Long Beach, so I appreciate it a little bit more now. And then what else? Uh, I guess that's it. Cool. All right. All right, Grace. What about you? Yeah. Um. So I like a, two years ago, I found this like uh, race called Tough Topanga. It's a trail race. It's 10K, and it's in Topanga State Park, and it's three miles up and three miles down. But the race director is so awesome. There's all these like fun challenges within. There's like this downhill mile split. So they take like the fat. So you can win prizes like overall, but you can also win going fast downhill, which is like a crazy challenge to impose on people. But it's so much fun. It just makes trail racing so much more fun. Um, But yeah, so there's Tough Topanga. And I think the group that puts it on, they're called Blind Hunt Athletic Productions, and they have um, a few other trail races. Um, I think there's one in Point Magoo. It's like a 10-miler, and I know they're going to try to host another one in my backyard in San uh, Castaic. Um, I think it's called the Old Ridge Ultramarathon, but it's like, I don't know, if anyone wants to do like a trail in LA, those are really fun to look into. Nice. Those are great options. Grace. Yeah. What about you? All about LA Marathon. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot for me attached to it. Um, my grandma and relatives lived in Chavez Ravine, which is where Dodger Stadium is. Um, so starting at the Dodger Stadium always is kind of like a, a familial attachment for me. Um, LA sports. Uh, remembering going to the when anytime out Lakers won, we would go to the championship. Um, parades and stuff. So running through LA, I have so many memories. I run by the places that I've been and I, all these memories with family, with friends, music events, um, just come to mind. And then on top of it, the cheering, the crowds, the community is just so uplifting, so inspiring constantly around the course, um, which is when I first did any other marathon being, I only had done LA marathon until 2016. It's all I knew when I went to do another marathon, it was like, where's everyone at? Like, well, I wasn't used to a marathon kind of being low key, not hundreds of people. Uh, I mean, it's, it's enough to, to be 
to be mindful of um, the various schools and community groups that come out when you run through the various communities of LA. Um, yeah, there's just a lot. I'm a big LA marathon person. Yeah, and shout out to students run LA too, because I'm sure you got, you ladies are familiar with them and I love what they're doing for the young people um, as far as getting involved with the marathon yeah. too. So that's awesome. We have time for one more question. It's going to be a one word answer, ladies. Are you ready? I didn't tell you this in advance, so I'm going to, I'm going to spring it on you. Okay. If you could run anywhere in the world, where would it be? I'm putting you in the hot spot. I know. <laughs> this girl's trying to think. Oh my gosh. Okay. Maybe somewhere out of the country. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to name one. I guess uh, Spain would be awesome because um, some of my uh, family members from the past was born there. So that would be pretty cool. Love it. Okay. Andrea. Probably close to Sabrina. I'm going to choose Italy. <laughs> I don't know. It's somewhere I really want to go to. Good choice. Yep. Grace. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm just trying to think of all the places I want to travel to right now. <laughs> um, I think it'd be so fun to run um, like the Paris Marathon. So, yeah, visit a new city. I, I think like, yeah, sorry, not one word, but <laughs> running is such a great way to like see places when you're visiting. So Paris. <laughs> I love that. Yep. That's why we do what we do. Yep. Great. What about you? Uh, Peru. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen some awesome outdoor tracks, um, whether it be running or hiking or consecutive days. Uh, and that's, that's at my alley of interest, whether it just be for fun or whether it be running. Um, so. So we want to take a moment to shout out Valerie Sanchez. Valerie, we missed you, and we're going to have to have you on separately to chat with you. Um, ladies, the Angel City Elite team, we are so, so honored and excited to have you here today on the Sweet Run podcast. Thank you, ladies. Um, where tell, can, yeah. Where can we find you individually and as a group? Um, our team socials are um, at Angel City underscore Elite, and our website is angelcityelite.net. Awesome. And my individual, this is Grace, you know, my individual uh, handle is just at Grace Simudio. And, and, and then mine, I had to look it up because I changed my mind, but it's a uh, Sabrina L. Dela Cruz. Awesome. Mine is at Dre with two E's, Gara. Awesome. And I am Grace underscore Pace. Love it. So everybody, we're going to put all of this in the show notes so you won't have any problems finding these awesome ladies. They're going to be tearing up the streets and trails of LA and, um, the, world. and the world. Wherever they Wherever, takes them. I know. <laughs> we're so excited for you. Um, we can't wait to follow your journey. Thank you so much, all of you, for being on.
A huge thank you to the women of Angel City Elite for coming on the show. Sabrina, Grace, Andrea, Grace, and Valerie, you ladies are awesome, and we're going to be rooting for you on your journey as you lay down some amazing performances this year and for many years to come. Everybody, go follow these women on their website, angelcityelite.com, or on Instagram and Twitter at angelcityelite. And for all the information that they gave us on the city of Los Angeles, you can find at sweetrun.com in our detailed show notes. So definitely don't miss that. All right, you guys, go follow us. At Sweetrun, Nat Runs Far, and on sweetrun.com. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and definitely subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Thank you again to our sponsor, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is offering 25% off its entire store for our listeners. Just visit insidetracker.com slash sweetrun. You guys, we are huge fans of Inside Tracker. They make it so easy to find out what's going on inside your body. You just go and have your blood drawn. They do a complete analysis and tell you what it is that you're missing so that you can become a better athlete and a better person. So definitely go and take advantage of this offer. Join us next week for another great conversation with an awesome runner living in a great location. We'll see you then. We will see you then.